I'm Carlo Pignataro. I'm Lohos Clove. And you are listening to a new episode of Lux and Friends. And it's not just a new episode, but it's an episode you may not expect. Because today we are going to speak about the voice. Your voice, your own voice, the sound of it, the musical instrument that lays within your body. This is an unusual episode, and we have invited a soprano singer from the United States, Kelly Kang, and she's really going to tell us all the tricks, the to-dos, to keep your voice and train your voice to the best. Hello, everybody. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Laurence. Hi. Hi. It's, it's a very interesting episode today because, as we said in our introduction, we are going to speak about uh, our own voice, uh, these musical instruments that lay within our body that can literally make or break uh, the, our communication. And I'm extremely happy to have you. We are extremely happy to have you on the show, Kelly, today. And I may, I may say... I, myself in particular, because the two of us have something in common. Uh, we are both a trained opera singer, although you are a professional and <laughs> I am not, or at least no more. But most importantly, uh, we both uh, had uh, the fortune to meet uh, el maestro Nino Tagliareni, who has revolutionized not just the world of singing and opera singing, but also the very idea of how to use uh, Uh, this musical instrument I was talking about. So without further ado, uh, Kelly, welcome to the show. And uh, would you like to tell us something about yourself, uh, your career, your studies and so forth? Sure. Um, my name is Kelly Kong. I'm a soprano. I have a studio in Philadelphia. Um, I've been actively performing for over 10 years I graduated um, New England Conservatory in 2015, and after that, um, I was happy to be a member of New York um, Society, where uh, we've been performing in New Jersey, New York. Uh, we try to provide programs for young singers, um, you know, to provide them to uh, be performing on a stage. So we wanted to provide um, young singers to sing at libraries, you know, or nursing homes so that they get a chance to perform out there. That's nice. Laurence, wouldn't it be amazing for kids uh, to learn how to use their voice and perform at an early age? would be great because it's a you know a self expression you know you i guess you feel free right you 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 just sing or express yourself or how did you start i mean the singing uh, you know career where where did it all start kelly um you? so i loved singing as a young child Um, I've been singing all the time, especially at church. Um, I joined the choir as a young kid, and I was surrounded by music. Although my family's background, they are not, you know, they're, they don't have any relationship with music. Um, but I fell in love with um, singing. So um, just it just opened up naturally. Um, my family came to America when I was 12. And um, I was able to receive some private instructions when um, starting then. So just to, you know, put into perspective or, in, you know, numbers, how many hours a day are you singing nowadays? Um, 
I do have two、um, toddlers running around my house. <laughs> so、um, I cannot have, you know, like focused hours, but I think about, you know, two to three hours every day. But、um, as a singer, we have a lot of other things to focus on rather than just singing.、Um, we focus on, you know, we sing in French,、um, Italian, German, Russian. So I look at the, you know, score and try to read through those languages and try to learn diction. Uh, musical lines, things like that. Kelly, one of the reasons why we wanted you on the show today is、mm-hmm. uh, for you to share with our audience、uh, tips and tricks that can help them improve their voice.、Yeah. But we must give them a reason to do so because、mm-hmm. this, this show is titled, is titled Lux and Friends.、Mm-hmm. So it's not a musical show, it's not for music professionals, but it's for people that、uh, work in different industries. Many of those work in the luxury industry, hence the、mm-hmm. title. And,、um, and we reckon the two. Of us,、uh, Laurence and I, that uh, uh, the sound of the voice、uh, in one one to one, but even one to many communication is an integral part uh, of uh,、mm-hmm. how and if a message gets delivered. So, based on your experience, why would someone that doesn't sing or act professionally why would、mm-hmm. they want to improve their voice?、Um, I mean, I think.、Um... If you, have, if you want to build good projection, good speaking voice, I think it's a great way to start. Also, if you want to build some self confidence,、um, I think they would also love to start learn singing、um, because singing will also improve your speaking voice as well. So, the singing will improve your, your speaking voice. But what if、yes. somebody doesn't really want to go through singing? Can they、mm-hmm. still work on their voice? Is there something、oh. that people can do? Without necessarily have to sing or learn. Oh, of、sing. course, of course.、Um, just warming up or just working on breath,、um, just working on breathing.、Um, do you want me to show you some like、um, exercises that they can do? Absolutely. Yes,、so. <laughs> that was <laughs>、so. going to be my question. <laughs> show us. So I'll stand up. So, like right under the rib, if you place your hand over here and you just take your breath in, which will expand your ribs. And then you just naturally release your air very slowly with SH sound. So, as long as you can do and just let all your air out. So, what this does is it's helping your support. So,、um, breathing is foundation of everything. I believe in speaking and singing, you know, whatever you do, like even if you're, when you're nervous, if you take deep breath, I feel like, you know, Um, your nervousness is you know, relieved a little bit. So, when you, by doing this, a lot of times, I usually do this about you know, 10, 10 sets a day, five times. And what it does is that it、um, makes you support your voice. So, when you take the deep breath and start, shh, you can feel that there is some initiation that's starting in your belly. So, if you're aware of that, if you start become aware of it and become sensitive of it,、um, You can start building you know, projection or you know, confidence, and your voice will come get, be, sound gathered more, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, that was、uh, one of my questions. You know, sometimes stress or you know, f- whatever, fear, you know, all of a sudden the, our voice changes. It's,、mm-hmm. kind, you know, it's not stable or it starts you know, moving and it's、mm-hmm. terrible because you feel, oh my God, this is not my voice, this is not me. How do I change that? 
this exercise you've just showed prevents mm-hmm. that occurrence, the voice being changed because of stress. Yes, and also correct. I suggest, yes, correct. I also suggest breathing through your nose because that helps you breathe deeper and access the lower um, um, breathing chambers. Because if you um, breathe your mouth, sometimes people open their chest, so the breathing becomes shallow. So what I would suggest is breathing through your nose and exercise, you know, and also feel where the lower breath happens. And uh, Kelly, what do yes. you suggest or recommend people should do when at the end of a busy day, perhaps mm-hmm. speaking in front of uh, people during a meeting or uh, a presentation, and mm-hmm. they feel tired here, their mm-hmm. vocal cords are stressed. What, are, what would be some good exercises to relax them? So um, I think a lot of people neglect cooling down. Uh, most of the time we warm up our voice, but we neglect cooling down. So what you can do, one of the exercises you can do is just humming on, on your own pitch, like, mm, and then chewing your humming. So like, mm, or sometimes chewing on ice really helps to relieve the swollen vocal cords. So like, you know, um, take an ice and just chew on it and it'll really, really like, you know, um, relieve your vocal cords as well. And also um, some lip trills down uh, the scale, like to where your speaking voice is, then that'll actually calm your voice down. That'll actually um, also relieve your voice down as well. Can you, can you explain it again? Let me try it. To see if I, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let me try to see if I got it right. Okay. So can like, you, like yeah, that. can you, if you can't, yes, if you cannot do lip trills, um, humming, humming would also help. So like, mm, okay. Okay. In some sort of a falsetto, mm, like that. Yes. But stay Moving in from your, falsetto to full voice. Yes. But um, stay in the lower pitch a little bit more. So, Hmm. Like that. That's your turn, Rohans. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to try. What I love is that it, it sounds like a, a gym exercise, a real, you know, uh, you know, I'm working on my own body and, <laughs> and I'm helping my body to feel better and to express itself better f- through the voice. And mm-hmm. it's so unique. So uh, it's just, uh, I've never heard it before. It's like a completely new training. I love it. So. Yeah, but you won't get away with it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <exercise. laughs> Good. Um, make sure like when you're ta- in taking the breath, your chest is not coming up this way. Ah, that's what I've done. Okay, no go. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, I also wanted to point out that having a good posture is also helping you have a better voice as well. So just stand up, stand up tall when you're doing this and open up your chest and lift up your chest as well, just a little bit. That will help as well. And as a soprano, you need to mm-hmm. do additional exercises or it's more strenuous to be a, a, a soprano, isn't it? Yes, because there are lots of sopranos out there and I don't do any um, extra exercises, but a lot of sopranos, what they do is they do a lot of lip trills or humming exercises like this. So we would actually put these in, you know, notes like, mm-hmm. 
you know, we would go up and down the scale doing this as a warm up. And I also do this as a cool down as well. And do you think sopranos can lose the soprano pitch and, and go down? I mean, does that happen often? Oh, yes. Especially when I was pregnant, I wasn't really able to access my higher voice because of, um, I, I don't think it's because I had enough, um, you know, breath, especially towards the, you know, third trimester. But um, a lot of sopranos, they get heavier as they get older, you know, and because, you know, vocal cord is also muscle. So it's getting old and you use it a lot. So um, it's also getting thicker as you get older. So if you get, if it gets thicker, you cannot produce higher voice. It has to be thinner. So yes, they do. I don't want to say they lose it, but your voice matures and it thick, thickens. Your voice gets bigger and fuller. Okay, yeah. so you, maybe and you win, you lose something, but you win something else. Yes, yes. <laughs> And that's interesting because I think this episode comes very timely. There's a, there's a huge attention now on wellness, right, as a whole. People mm -hmm. think about what they eat. They exercise more than before. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of, uh, there are many conversations out there. And not so many people focus on their voice as a part of their body, not mm. just something they use to communicate. And uh, as I was uh, uh, listening to you and try your exercises, I also remember a couple of exercises that, that have helped me immensely over the years uh, to achieve my personal goals uh, in mm. business and, and area, other areas of my life, which are very simple, but at the same time, very powerful. One is to pronounce words as clearly as possible, because this mm. does two things. The first one, uh, it really makes you massage uh, your vocal cords to start with. And the second makes you be perceived by other people as an expert uh, of what you're talking about. Because mm. if your speech is so clear that they cannot misunderstood any words, well, it builds up on your uh, perceived value. And the second exercise, uh, which is probably less common, is to try and go down with the pitch Every time you want to add some sort of weight to the sentence or the word, you want to finish with. So you just <laughs> go just done it. down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good trick. It's an excellent trick. Uh, I have another question for you. Um, based on what Carlo just said, you know, like uh, he's consciously and voluntarily you know, doing, using his voice to make a message come across. Mm -hmm. um, how about the fact that we usually don't listen to our own voices? Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, we, we're just speaking and, you know, the, we have a perception of our voice. And in reality, the, um, when we listen, it might be very different. How, what, what can you explain to us about this? Oh, yes. So um, singers often hear themselves a lot. And that's when a lot of mistakes happen because, you know, what's perceived out there and what I hear are very different. So that's why we um, try to train on feelings. We try to rely on what happens, like, you know, what's happening in my belly, what is happening in my jaw when I'm singing this pitch. We try to rely on like the sensations of singing rather than how do I sound like right now? Because that's very different. And that's why we need an expert to hear our own voice, because we can't really trust um, my, our own ears. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I would suggest other people to actually um, have someone that you trust um, to hear your voice if you want to fix something or if you want to have more projection or more support in your voice. Because, you know, what you hear is very different, like you said. Great. So so this is confirmed. Uh, don't trust your own ear. That's yes. <laughs> yes. Don't okay. trust your own ear. Yes. And speaking of other people's voices, what are, uh, can you name three people who have fantastic voice, uh, voices, oh. in your opinion? Not just singers, yeah? Also actors, people with a speaking voice or a singing voice. Um, I mean, I come from a singing background, so it'll be a lot of singers. But um, the first um, tenor that comes to my mind is Pavarotti. I know you probably know. Oh, everyone. my God, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he has incredible this air pressure that and support that he sings from. And your, his voice just carries out and projects, you know, out in the audience far away as well. And um Speaking of soprano, I love um, Anna Netreko. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. Yes, yes. Um, coming from Korean background, I love Hei Gyung Hong. She's been singing at the Met for about you know thirty years, and uh, she's a really great singer. And lo- actually, a lot of singers have a very clear and um, good voices as well. So, yes. Good selection. <laughs> and how about the same question about your three favorite songs or, you know, uh, maybe uh, operas or you pick? Oh, so I was thinking about, you know, what songs do I like to sing? Um, I always like to hum just like, you know, my childhood memory um, songs. Um, I grew up in church, so a lot of gospels I, I would just hum around Also, um, believe it or not, um, since a lot of singers sing in different languages, they have, you know, different preferences. But I love singing in um, French. There's something about French vowels that gathers my voice and that has just the right placement of singing. And I just love singing in French. Would you give us a little taste of it? (laughs) Um, Singing in French or any, any songs? Well, you just mentioned French, no? Let's take, let's go, let's be French. Let's go French. Okay. No, this is actually art song by Claude Debussy. Oh, wonderful. Amazing. Yeah. And listen, uh, Kelly, uh, as we are heading towards the end of our conversation, I cannot not ask you about mm-hmm. our beloved uh, Nino Tagliareni. Maestro, mm-hmm. I had the incredible chance to meet when I was in my early 20s, a few years ago, a few moons back, and uh, who was an extraordinary figure in the world yes, of, yes. Uh, of uh, bel canto, uh, opera singing. Nino Tagliareni not only was a master at teaching vocal uh, technique, but he revolutionized it to the point that his, techniques was, his technique was called cantar parlando, uh, mm-hmm. sing, speaking. Uh, but you met him on a later stage, so you have more, fresher memories of his, yes. of his work and his techniques. Can you share? Yes, so um, he had cantar parlando methodology. 
um, it's, you know, like you said, singing like you're talking. And he said, if you know the correct way to speak the vowel and consonants, like you mentioned, if you know how to speak clearly, um, you can sing naturally. And um, also you need to know the flow and the accent of the language that you're singing. Um, so he was more focused on the language than the melody or the change of pitches because he believed that if you know the precise um, pronunciations of the language, then um, the line, the melody will come naturally. Yeah. And I remember uh, the training with him and mm -hmm. you would sing the higher notes uh, literally effortlessly as if you mm -hmm. were speaking. So I would sing those A and B and a few C's here and there. Oh, wow. But wow. at the time, no longer. I can reach a, <laughs> a C sharp, a, a, sorry, a B sharp, but that, that, that's hard to me now. Mm -hmm. But I remember doing that uh, without any physical tension, which people would be surprised and uh, would react like this, like, wow. So can oh. I ask you? Sorry, oh, yes. Kelly, I have no, one, you know, we heard you sing uh, like that, you know, out of the blue, it comes, it's <laughs> beautiful to hear you. Is there one challenge you have at the moment that you, you've, you know, you, you have uh, set yourselves, you know, like this is difficult and this is the challenge I'm, I'm putting on myself? Oh, yes. Um, since we are singing in different language, I think it's really uh, difficult for me to carry out what I'm trying to say or the message that I have in the song. So I really, I think our goal as a singer is to carry the lyrics out to the audience and really um, provide them, take them to the different world with lyrics. But um, since we are singing in different languages, or even if I'm singing in English or uh, my na native language, Korean, I find that it's very difficult to uh, immerse myself just into the lyrics and sing, you know, because I, as a singer, I always feel like, oh, this is the pitch, you know, this is A, I need to sing this well, rather than focusing on the lyrics. So, um, you know, meaning, me, meaning Nino really helped me because he talked about, you know, speaking, singing, it's the same thing. You learn, you know, the language first and everything will follow. And um, I try to speak the language more so that I can immerse myself to the lyrics. I think this makes sense uh, in the corporate world as well. To tell mm -hmm. people, focus more in what you have to say rather than how you say it. Content over style, uh, meaning over words. Yeah, I Effect. Effect. What's the effect? What's, What's the, the impact? E exactly. So, Kelly, to conclude our conversations and hoping that uh, our listeners uh, uh, have taken some sort of inspiration and want to learn more about uh, their own voice, is there mm -hmm. something out there, a book, a video or something to listen to that you would recommend? Yes. Um, so this is a book by Anthony Yan. He's a really renowned ENT and he works for Metropolitan Opera as well. Um, this is called Vocal Health for Singers, but um, it has a lot of questions that will help um, speakers as well. So one of the questions that they would have is, you know, um, my voice is very, feels very dry. What should I do? Or I have acid reflux. Um, what time is the best time to sing in the, during the day? Things like that. So it addresses questions that um, a lot of people who are not singers might have about their voice as well.
not taken. Book. It was great to have you on the show.